It's time for Talking Music on KVNF Mountain Grown Community Radio. I am your host, Taya J. I'm joined today in the studio by Etienne Tolno, Mary Beth Fleming, and their 11-month-old daughter, Mariama. Thank you so much for being here today. Yay, thank yeah, you. Thank you for having us. Etienne, you're from Guinea, West Africa, originally. Tell us a little about Guinea. In West Africa, Guinea, we like sharing everything, eating some plates, sharing the clothes, sharing the music, uh, and sharing about our coastal we have. <laughs> In West Africa, Guinea, the music comes from our Bali. The walking is music. The laundry is your music. When you do the computer, it's music too. The music brings our energy together. I love that. Yeah. Music is part of life, it sounds mm. like. Yeah. In West Africa, yeah, we love that music. The music is very, very, very special for us in West Africa. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mary Beth, you're originally from Colorado. Will you talk to me a little bit about how the two of you met? So I'm from Crested Butte, and I started studying West African drum and dance with Etienne's older brother, Gabriel Faratono. He's world-renowned. He's been in the States for about 20 years, sharing his culture. He was part of one of the original 50 artists that was brought to America, basically, to share their culture. And so I started studying with him about 12 years ago, and traveling all over, just following him and learning. And then I learned about the Kisidugu School of Music, Dance, and Education that he started in Guinea. And so he brings students over to West Africa to immerse themselves in the culture and learn the drum and dance and then partake in the school. And so I decided I I started being on the board and started fundraising for water filters and doing all that stuff. And my first trip to Guinea, I met ATN and we both spoke zero of the same language, um, but he was teaching at the school, and he was someone when we were doing the dance classes. Uh, sometimes it's really helpful to follow a drummer, and he was like the drummer that always locked eyes with me and helped me, <laughs> and so we just formed a relationship, and five years later, here we are. Amazing. Three kiddos living in Montrose, collaborating together. It sounds like maybe you didn't speak the same language, but music was a common a common language for both of you. Yeah, it was, it's really beautiful when you go to Guinea how much music is a part of life. It's definitely hard. It's survival, like, you know, and so there's a lot of hardship, but it's amazing how happy and celebratory the music brings to people. And, and so we just connected through the music. Like, it was, it was really cool. We didn't have language to be like, oh, this is who I am and this is what I do. It was just very present and like, oh, I see you, you see me. Let's play music and take walks on the beach. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about the community that you're building in Colorado and some of the work that you're doing here through workshops. My wife and I try to bring the good community drum and dance together. So it's not easy. It's going to take time to do that, to build a good community, bring together, build our life together, like do something together, it's not easy to do. But we all try the best we can, sharing what we have. What I have, I sharing with Mary Beth. We try to do the teamwork. If it's by myself, I can't do anything. I don't know everybody. I don't know everybody in here. 
we helping each other bring the community together. The community is very good in Colorado. I like the community in Colorado. I want to share what I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm. Etienne's brother, um, when he first came to the United States, after he was in New York and doing other things, he landed in Colorado. So he really... Baby's <laughs> all tangled up over here. Um, he really laid a really strong foundation for the West African arts here in Colorado. And then he kind of left and has been traveling and building the school. So it's been awesome to have Etienne back in Colorado kind of rebuilding that. And one thing that he does so well is he just brings joy into every community we go into. And so our goal is to just bring compassion and connection and joy and presence wherever we go. And Etienne for the last five years has been teaching drum and dance all throughout Colorado, workshops, performances, in the schools. And even though language is a barrier, he's still able to bring that joy to people through his music. And so it's really fun. It's evolving. We're more and more people are learning about Etienne and wanting him in this, their school or their community or, you know, their program so we can learn more about the West African arts. Mm-hmm. Because really all music comes from the West Africa, you know. So it's important that we, we bring that memory back to people. How do you find people respond for the first time if they're learning drumming or dancing for the first time? Do you see them sort of light up when they when they connect to it? Yeah, so the people the first time never drum or dance. I give my energy to them. That is some nice talk. Where you come from? I, is it your first time to play jimbe or is, is it your first time to dance? If he just said that, yes, it's my first time, I said, okay, take your time. You can do this. You got, you got this. It look like my English. My first time I met Mary, I said, oh, I don't have any English. But now, I'm here. I'm taking my time. I take a deep breath. I open my heart to people, speaking, smile. It's not easy to do it, but it's going to take a time. You learning. You keep learning. In the world, we are learning. And speaking from personal experience, when I, I'd always wanted to be a dancer and wanted to be in music, um, but never really had the opportunity growing up. And so when I found West African Drum and Dance, it was like something lit up inside of me. And I think it's challenging anytime you're doing something new, but there's two types of people that I see come to class. Either they're like, wow, this is amazing. Mm and I can't do that, or there's people that are like, wow, this is amazing, and it's pulling me. Mm. Like, it's literally like a heartbeat that there's a connection to. And so mm. that's my big excitement is when I see ATN sharing his culture, it, it brings something alive in people that maybe they don't know that's there, or at least in our culture here in America, music isn't the forefront, right? And so it's just so beautiful to, to bring that into our lives and have it be an everyday thing. Yeah, I love that you speak to that. I wonder, um, you know, Etienne said that music is is life in Guinea, right? That it's just part of life. And and Mary Beth, you said something nice about, you know, it's sort of the origin of all music. And I'm curious, do you think that everybody has a sense of rhythm buried deep inside of them? Do you think that it's something that those of us who are from European descent who didn't grow up around rhythm or it's not in, it's not part of life for us, do you think it's something that that we all have, we just have to learn how to find it? I do, because I was so no rhythm when I started 
but I've learned, right? And I'm still yeah. learning. And like Etienne said, rhythm is in everything. Mm. It's in when you're washing dishes. It's in the trees rustling in the air. So I, I think we do. And it's again, it's like part of that remembering when we get the opportunity to hear something that's like, oh, maybe that is a part of me, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say it's easy to find again, but I, I do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Etienne, do you think everyone has rhythm at some level? Yes, I think so. The rhythm is not only in the music, in the talking, what we talk about, this is the music. Mm. It's the way you're talking, is the music. You can compose that music. When you're driving, it's the music. Mm. When you're driving, you listen to your engine, that one is music because every you're driving, you're driving, it's the boom. That's music, you know. <laughs> that make music to us. I know we have difficult time and like uh, hard time and like we have like some something like think about a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. It's better if you would take deep breath. My wife told me that all the time. Etienne, hey, take a deep breath. When we fight in the, uh, okay. <sighs> that one, the fighting is the music. Every day, <laughs> the fight is the music. We then the fighting like sometimes, you know. But that one is music. If you think about that, uh, you know, uh, about that, I can make that one to, with the music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not easy. That's music too. <laughs> yeah, you can do it.
Etienne Tolno joining me today live in the studio with his wife, Mary Beth, and their daughter, Mariama. I want to talk a little bit about the Kisidugu Foundation. Can you tell us a little more about the foundation? The village of Kisidugu is where Etienne and Fada's father is from. And Kisidugu means a safe place. So Fada, Gabriel Fada Tono, Etienne's older brother, had this vision um, to create a school where the culture is being preserved. Because in Guinea, there's a lot of culture drain happening where a lot of the master artists are actually leaving and traveling the world and sharing it. And then the younger generations are being encouraged to, you know, go to the city and maybe learn a different skill or trade. Um, And the culture's, you know, it's being lost in that way. And so his brother had a vision of, well, let's create a school in a small rural village where we can teach the kids. And so that's what the main emphasis of the school is, is music, dance, and education. Mm. The school is still in progress. Right now we're doing a big breadfruit project, helping the local people cultivate breadfruit, which is around the village a lot, um, but not many people know how to utilize it, you know, um, as a resource. So the main goal is to empower the local community with the resources that are around them and, you know, teach sustainability that works for them, not necessarily coming in and being like, oh, this is what we do and this works for us, but what is it that works over there that will be sustainable? And so um, that's what the school's emphasis is. And there's a lot of different people that play parts in that. Um, there's a small troupe that is there, and we have local teachers teaching, and we're also building a restaurant there to employ local population. And one year when I was there, we were building a plastic bottle wall. So we paid all the little kids to go around the village and pick up all the plastic bottles and bring them back and help us fill it with sand to build the wall. And so just lots of different projects that we have going on. And Mikel Anna Carrillo is the vice president who heads up a lot of the um, fundraising and um, idea generation. And then ATN's brother Fada is really a visionary in terms of making it all happen and bringing in the right people and fitting it together like a puzzle. So we all have our little part to play in it. Um, and ATN and I's big purpose right now is just going around and educating about the school and um, hoping to collect donations, you know, to further the projects along. And um, ideally, we hope to be able to be a big part of the school with our own children and kind of live in Guinea half the time and be here half the time. Um, when the timing's right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And if people want to learn more, you can go to www.kissidugu.org and you can learn more and see pictures. And um, if you have any desire to actually travel to Guinea or participate in the school in any way, you can email and learn about the trips that we have that going there and being of service. And there's a lot of Colorado community that has actually gone there. And we have a friend, Bradley and Mancus, who built the chicken coop. And, you know, a variety of people have put their hands into the work there. So mm. it's really cool. And I love the emphasis you put on figuring out what it is that they need rather than bringing our sort of Western ideas of, of what it is that these communities might need and mm-hmm. meeting meeting folks where they're at and helping to strengthen the, the existing community. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just in closing, Etienne, what would you say um, – what would you want people to know about West African drumming and dance? If there were one thing you wanted people to know. I know it's not everybody's culture, but we all love to share our culture in the world. It's not only me. It's about 
Maman dit que tu des hauts teachers, maman dit que tu papa sano, you know, the hauts pass teachers. Yo, Sherry, I drum sometimes, I'm thinking about them. They give the legacy to us to show in the world. And uh, so I'm very appreciative you guys do West African drum and dance. One really special thing about that I've noticed about being in the community is, especially with a lot of, we have a variety of teachers, is that the West African culture is really about reverence to those that come before you. And mm. so it's not just about us going out and ATN teaching workshops to bring joy to the community itself, which is a big piece of it, but it's also to continue to share the legacy and to do that work of not letting it die or... You know, so it's a really, really beautiful thing. And a quick note on his brother that's really special. Um, in Guinea, they have a caste system. And Etienne's family was actually supposed to move more into education. And so Fada, as a young child, was really drawn to the music. But that nece wasn't necessarily where he was supposed to be putting his energy and resources. And so he tells stories of, as a young kid, you know, after school, running off and going and sneaking and listening to the music and watching the the repetitions and things and he actually left his family at eight years old to find a master um pursue that because he was his parents you know were like no you're not supposed to be a musician you're supposed to be doing this so he really took it in his heart to be drawn to that and learn from some of these amazing masters and then created a career where it opened a door for then atn and his other brother seiku where his parents were like oh maybe this is something that you can do and that you're, you know, is calling you. And so by sharing his culture and creating that success, he opened the door for then ATN and younger generations to open that same door. So if it wasn't for his brother kind of going against the grain, um, ATN wouldn't necessarily have followed the music either. And so it takes a lot of courage to continue to the, grow this legacy and keep it going. And it's really beautiful how much reverence comes for the teachers before and that we do this for them. Mm. And then those that come after us will do it for us and so on and so forth. So, Yeah. 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 Thank you mm -hmm. for sharing that, Mary Beth. Thank you for bringing your culture. Thank you for teaching Thank and you sharing too. your knowledge. You too. Thank you for having us.
you. That was so fun. Yay.